I mean, I'm always up to do new stuff. What's next? So the loop-de-loop was just something that I brought up to Travis. I never, he never gave me an answer about it. I was like, I want to do the loop-de-loop. I know you guys got one. He never said anything. And I think it was just maybe a kind of surprise to me. And nobody looked at it. Nobody was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And in my eyes, I was like, well, you guys brought it here all the way from California. Like somebody's got to hit it. So I guess I'm up. Hi, and welcome back to the Riders Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Steve Sommerfeld, and we've got one of the top 110 riders in the world with us right now. But don't go sticking him in that box. This dude is talented on anything with two or four wheels, and it has an engine. Keeping it old school and preferring it to be a two-stroke. From motocross to supercross, rally, side-by-sides, 110s, BMX, whatever he can get his hands on, Banks Hovey appears to be a part of this next generation of riders hell-bent on having fun above all else, and it shows in every video I've watched of him. I love watching his no-stuffing-around approach to rolling in and just hitting any jump put in front of him with whatever contraption he happens to be in at the time. If you haven't heard of him yet, well, you must not have been listening to this podcast for like the last 12 months. Because he's been cutting his teeth riding the 110s on the big stage at X Games. And he ended up with a silver medal at this year's event at Axel Hodges' house. And only beaten to the top spot by Axel himself. But very quickly, we've seen him riding some of the biggest events like Nitro Circus Tours. And watching him smash the Next Gen Ramp and the Moon Buddha. Ramps that are not to be sneezed at. And then you can get an impression of how fast he's coming along with his progress in FMX. But like I said, there's no box you can put Banks in. He's just taking on everything and having fun along the way. Very quickly though, before we get stuck into this, I want to give a huge shout out to the guys at Rothaus Brewery in Germany for their support of the podcast. And the best way to get these podcasts done It's by having a beer on the side and keep these vocal cords lubricated, and especially when I'm commentating at live events as well. So make sure to grab yourself a box and just test out the Tannen Zepfler range of alcohol-free beers, and you won't look back. And just like Banks, not wanting to look back as he smashes, well, let's say the loop-de-loop, let's just jump straight into this one with a new interview with one of the freshest faces on the scene, and someone I think we'll be seeing a lot more in the future. Banks Hovey. Yeah, man. You, you've got hardly any internet access. So why is that? Where are you? Oh, man. We live on a uh, roughly 60-acre farm in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. And uh, I don't know. No internet means you're on your phone less and less every day. And that means you're always more productive and no video games and all that, so that's always good. Man, that, that actually sounds... It sounds good. It sounds very productive for me, but I play way too many video games, so I probably should be going with no internet. So, But, uh, yeah, so 60-acre farm, uh, what have you got on there? Uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, yep. right now we're doing corn, but with the drought, it's been pretty bad. But we'll do cotton or soybeans. It just varies to whatever our buyer wants. All right. Uh, And who's your buyer then? Like, is it uh, like one massive company that just takes whatever you give them or how does that work? Uh, It's just kind of like a request thing sometimes, but we lease most of our land out, but we're still 
pretty intertwined with them. Okay. Oh, that's that's cool. That's interesting. Um, I'm guessing then you've got a whole bunch of jumps on that land if you've got 60 acres, or have you been told, no, nah, this is all farmland? No, majority of it is farmed, and I got pro- probably three acres to mess around with, but I plowed everything into a big landing, so that way I just got like a 40-foot wide landing. I got ramp one way, ramp going the other way, and so to just, you know, that. You know, it's just stingy when you have to like jump and then you're all like put around and then the ramp again. Yeah, that it gets boring very quickly when it's like that. Like it's boring riding solo all the time too. So yeah, well, I <laughs> I did that for many, many, many years uh, riding at home, riding solo. I think it was like five, six years, and then yeah, it was it was so much better riding with friends. Like, do you have anyone around you then, like in that area? Uh, not really the closest person that, uh, that I know that rides really freestyle is, I mean, everybody in Maryland, but, uh, buddy in South Carolina, but just mostly solo. Oh man. So then when do you kind of get a chance to head off and go riding with buddies? Like, is that once a month, once every week, or just when you see everyone on tour or how does that work? Tour is always where, you know, you really, everybody collects and you ride, but, you know, everybody's, you know, just trying to get the shows and all that done, but mostly pit bikes. Pit bikes are just huge now. I mean, they were coming back from like the early, like 2000s, like right as I was born, the 50 scene has now just became the 110 scene. Yeah. Is it that big? Like, is it really that big now that... Like, obviously, this is why we're having this chat, because I wanted to talk to you about X Games this year and last year as well, uh, riding in the 110s. Um, but maybe I didn't appreciate how big the scene is. I mean, Twitch and all those guys, like the whole DBK crew, and they made just hard parts, and they were just selling them off immediately. And then wow. I've heard other companies that started up as the pandemic started and all that, that they were just making pit bike parts. Like this kid makes foot pegs and he went and bought a house off of it. No like way. foot peg mounts. Oh, man. All right. All right. So everyone that was like all upset that 110s were even in X Games, they've completely missed the point then. I mean, I've got a company in Australia <laughs> called Matter Minis, and they started right as I believe they started right before the pandemic, or like right as it was coming around, because just that everybody just, I mean, everybody has a one ten now. Like it was hard to find them over here in, in the U.S. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember probably the last time I rode one would have been, I don't know, twenty ten, maybe twenty twelve at. Uh, actually, whenever Shuey ran over my wife's uh, little TTR 50, it wasn't a 110, it was a 50. Uh, he drove over that with a bulldozer. Um, I think by accident. I, I don't know. I hope it was by accident. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I remember he had, I mean, it was getting up to like 150s or 160s that he was riding at that point. And they were a fair bit of fun, but it was like, just that in between between a 110 and a real bike and it was starting to kind of not be fun because like oh this is like so close to the real deal that i might as well just be riding a real bike not the fun of the 110 no yeah i mean even with 
Travis, like they, I mean, Fox Sports has been buying uh, races. Like they want, they say, all right, well, we would, we need more videos. Like people love this. Really? Man. I mean, we, just, we just did one that aired on Fox Sports one and also is on YouTube. The last Pastrana land pit bike race. I think it's yeah, not that's handled. right. And how does that go there? Like turning up to Travis's and riding those those events like for a big deal. I mean, obviously X Games, that's ESPN. That's the biggest one, of course. But for Travis to be creating like a bit of a, an event out of it for Fox Sports and they're asking for more, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. Every time I go over there, it's always a good time. But Nice. Well, um, what I wanted to find out basically was how how did it feel getting over to um, X Games there at Slaygrant? I mean, you did this last year. Um, the invite came through the day before, I think it was, maybe a couple of days before. Um, what's it like to ride X Games? And what's it like to be there? I mean, it's definitely cool. You see some familiar faces as like this year, but the first year, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, grab everything and hustle to get out there and threw my bike and duffel bags and gear bags and motor got held up and TSA or like customs, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. uh, they did not like that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen like, uh, like big race teams, like they'll put motors and coolers and ship them, but, I guess one of the dogs or whatever, they smelled oil or gas because the gas tank in the engine were in a box. Okay. Uh, yeah, drained it all out. And I was like, oh, it should be all right. Did you get it back? Yeah, yeah, no, I got the whole bike back. They, okay. They didn't even put it on the plane. Okay. That, well, that's, that's a start. I know a lot of suspension uh, from riders flying in to or maybe even out of america just gets pulled and uh i guess there's a fair fair stack of um suspension legs just floating around the back rooms of tsa and like lax and in new york um where guys just never got them back so that's good that you got it back that's a start yeah i think chicago is real bad for uh holding up stuff anywhere that like it's close to that it might go out of the country they that's always where they're going to hold it up. I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I had a list of airports that were kind of suspension friendly airports when, when I was booking guys to fly in and out of America and it was just such a gamble, even like, Oh yeah, I think this one's fine and it was okay. But some, yeah, I think, I think Joel Brown got caught up. Clinton Moore definitely got caught up. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of the guys, I've, I've heard a lot of stories, but um, anyway, so you got the invite last year to X Games, um, very late notice and and kind of like you said, you hustled to get there, but we've just had X Games now, 2022, and uh, man, second place, standing on the podium. How was that? <laughs> Funny enough, I never made the podium because the, I, it was supposed to be a gold medal event only. And oh. I'd seen him like setting up and I was like, oh, well, they might do it soon. And then the heli Jim, the guy that was flying the helicopter, he's like, hey, if you want to go up, like go up there. If you're not there, I'm going to leave you. 
And so I just rode on up there, let them take the camera off. And we rode around for probably like 20 minutes until we got a phone call. Hey, we're doing the, uh, the awards. Like, you got to come down. You're making too much noise. Oh, come on. No that way. Was, I, I mean, the helicopter ride was sick because <laughs> he, he's a great pilot for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So it was a gold medal only event. It was supposed to be. That's supposed to be. That's right. what everybody knew. And then I think, even, I think even the athlete director was like, um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't know either. Okay. Well, that's good. At least, at least then medals are there. So, um, yeah, I know like they had problems when they did that with best whip, where it's just gold and like, okay, what about everybody else? Um, that's cool, man. So second place at X games, um, did you have a bit of a plan coming in this year? Like hoping everything was going to be relatively the same as last year and you know, the course and you got a good idea or were you kind of winging it? Like whatever comes, you're just going to take it on. Oh, I mean, yeah, I kind of just wing it, but it's just always just for good fun. Once you take it and make it to something that it, it's supposed to be the fun event. Exactly. I still like go there and I'm like, huh, you know, this is interesting. I'm riding X games on a 110. Like this is not where it, I ever thought would possibly happen, but I'm riding a kid's bike, I guess <laughs> on what some would say the premier stages, but I don't know. I like that X games actually has a, course that you have to be a little bit creative with and not just you know an oval with two jumps or three jumps so and it was interesting too because axel was supposed to ride freestyle but he 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 didn't ride for some reason but that would have been interesting to see with the wall rides and all the different selections he could have made exactly i i was really looking forward to seeing axel ride in freestyle to be honest like yeah at the start when his name was first came out and i was like oh okay uh this is going to be interesting but then the more i thought about it i'm like this could actually be really cool like i'd be stoked to see what he could do um and how creative you can get but yeah i guess all the creativity was left for you guys uh on the 110s and and i actually what i really liked just then was the fact that you just said this was the fun event like this was the fun comp and you kind of winged it that actually makes me happy oh i mean but then again if i were to go for anything like next year we're putting the sights out dry quarter pipe yeah and at the end of the day it's all for fun because that's where the kids or the older guys or whatever just everybody gets burnt out real quick and you just gotta keep it fresh with whatever you're doing like we're gonna spread out and we're gonna hopefully look into racing rally cars or whatever so we're gonna start racing side by sides and then hopefully go to rally ready which is uh, black rifle and texas dave's rally school i know i'm getting way off topic but no go for it man I'd, i'd love to hear it yeah no just I love just making things. I like I love building cars and so I've been trying to get a hold of a of a Holden Ute, you know, whatever you guys call <laughs> me. Nice. That's what I like to hear. So what they're doing over here is they're taking Pontiac G eights, they're chopping them up and they're importing the cars for parts because it's the same front end. It's just the back half is would be a pickup or whatever you all like. Call yeah, it. we call it a, yep, that's the Ute. <laughs> yeah. The good old trusty Holden Ute, man. And I love that you said Holden as well. Like that's, that's 
that's our family's brand. We go with Holden. Um, but uh, yeah, I, that's interesting. I'm really stoked to hear that. So you, you're building cars. Uh, we like, I have a rotary uh, RX-7 back there that we just beat on around here. We just threw a cage in it, cut it up and made it like a little death cart. And then uh, <laughs> trying to build a full size uh, Silverado with a 6.6 Duramax motor in it with a T56. I'm just trying to build like the baddest drift truck. And right. I'm working on it, but trying to do everything else. And I was on the skiddy this morning trying to build more pit bike jumps and fix my landing so I can start actually grinding on riding, trying to get some people out here. Man, you are fully just going for it at the moment then. Well, just Like I said, it's all I'm just trying to have as much fun as I can. And I mean, like sometimes I'll, I dabble in doing like roll cages for a lot of like grassroots drift car guys and all that but i don't know i'm sitting around i got four welders on each side of me i'm in my shop so <laughs> so is that your job then like is that your day job that you're a welder or just for fun uh i mean i i have a little company i started and just you know doing a lot of farm equipment and uh like trailers and stuff like you know just like quick easy jobs a lot of yeah. these truck kids over here like we have like a lot of full-size trucks like I got, I'm trying to think because you guys like I've seen tundras and stuff that have been imported over there, but you guys don't have big trucks. Not that much. Not not like you guys do. Nothing oh. like America. No, no, no one has it like America. Yeah. All yeah. You, all the kids over here, they all drive like the Silverados with the five threes and six O's and four eights, yeah. but uh, and they want to squat them. I don't care what you do to your truck as long as you put money in my pocket. So we'll do whatever. <laughs> we'll cut the exhaust off. You want it to go through the roof inside the cab. We can do whatever you want. Man, that's awesome. So what's the what's your company called? What's your business called? I, it's just core uh, fabrication, but there's not really a real name. Just people are starting to like figure out me, myself. I just had to put something there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, then, uh, if you're listening and you want to get something done, just just text uh, Banks on Insta. I guess that's probably no. Actually, you said you don't use Instagram that much, do you? So I try and stay off the internet as far hard as I can. <laughs> I don't. I don't do Snapchat. I definitely don't do TikTok. People are pestering me to to get on the the TikTok and all that. And I have Facebook. Do that just for marketplace. But yeah. Fair call. I Man, I'd be surprised though. Probably TikTok will be even better for the marketplace than Facebook. You never know. But it's it's a hell of a rabbit warren once you start looking at it. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be great for me to, I guess, divulge into spreading wider in, in my career. But then again, not, I don't want to go out and ride and like, oh, I got to get a video. Like I see these kids show up to tracks or whatever. Like I don't just ride freestyle. I'll go to the yeah. local tracks and stuff. And there's kids out there. They'll be trying to hit the same turn 10 times to get the perfect video. And I'm just out yeah. there just having a good time. And somebody happens to grab a video. Okay, cool. Put it on the internet. You just like, bah, straight past. Like, see you later. See you on the next lap. So you you just said that then you don't just do freestyle and that's why i wanted to find out a little bit more because you're not you're not just the 110s kid going to x games like you're not just 
doing that. You are you're on the Nitro tour. You're riding at Travis's. You're driving cars and trucks and everything else like that. Um, where where do you kind of see yourself? Like, are you mostly riding freestyle moto or one tens or like just mixing it up every day, every day of the week? Oh, I I claim myself as a professional fun haver. Ah, that's what we like to hear. I mean, we'll, uh, I mean, yeah, I do ride the big bikes, but everybody kind of started to figure out about me. Uh, I swear pit bikes is where it took me. That's crazy. But the loop-de-loop was definitely something that threw everybody a curveball. Right. I saw that. I saw that one. I bet you didn't see the land because I've seen that crash every day. <laughs> I did actually. I've, I maybe, maybe it was only on your account that I saw you actually rode away from it. But before that, it was like every like pfft, Instagram account out there was just sharing that crash where you just face planted the ground. Um, tell us about it. <laughs> what what do you do? You remember it? Like, did you get? just absolutely knocked out or did you get up from that one no no i just i got right on up i just had a big lip i looked like i was like kardashian or something i got a (laughs) lip job right after but i came home for two days just because like oh if i stay here i'm gonna do it tomorrow so i had to drive four hours home and just hung out and i drove back up there and it was i stayed here for two days and it was just it was very technical Cause you can't turn in it. It's like geeing out. Like, yeah. I guess you would say like in a fighter jet or something, not to compare it to that, but it, you just lock into it and you can't turn. You can't see all you see is colors. You either see Brown, which could be the skate light or it's the dirt. <laughs> and that's what I thought when I did the first time. I was like, Oh, I should be all right. I don't see the, the sky. I don't see the water and I don't see the bag. So I should be all right. Well, I saw the Brown. I saw black real quick, but <laughs> wow. Everybody's like, "Oh, look at the arrows!" I'm like, "Oh, I wish I could see the arrows. It's just a blur." It it was one of the hardest things I've done. Oh man, how many attempts did you give that thing? I did it, I think four or five times without the bag, but we did it probably ten total with the bag. Did but you? It. I just kept tired of going left and hitting the ground because even with the bag, it was still so hard. So I, I actually went out of the top of it and flipped, like did an open loop flip and just landed in the bag. I was like, oh, let's just take half of it out and put it at a landing. Let's just do open loop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. But now and then, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just luck. I don't think that <laughs> there was too much skill. When I did it at the the tra- the Pashana Land event, I went too fast. Yeah. Because I, I flipped out the super kicker, which nobody saw. I said it at like, I think I set it like 50 foot. I don't didn't really measure it. We just kind of set it up the day before. And so it was like a full size flip into the bag and I over rotated and it's just overcorrection too yeah. fast, a little bit of everything. Oh man. And then you just go and just huck the, not huck, but you just go and smash that loop-de-loop and man, it's all on. But so with that loop-de-loop, like how fast are you going at that? Not too fast. The slower you go, it seemed like it was easier because everything slows down just because you're already going so fast because you're 
you're not really moving in any sense. You're just you're, you're and spinning, out. You're spinning in a, in a probably the 20-foot radius. That loop was way bigger than people think. Because I have pictures of people standing by it. That thing at least was 20 foot tall. Or maybe really? not maybe not 20, but maybe like 16. That thing was huge. Huh. I wouldn't... I mean, in my memory, I'm not thinking it was that big. No. Maybe it is. Like, now that you say that, if I go back and look at the picture in the video, yeah, maybe I'd think it. But as I watched it, I was like, man, that's that was a... It looked like a tight curve. Like, it all happened so fast. Yeah, now I'm scrolling trying to find a picture. I mean, the first bit of the transition was eight foot. And then at the top, you can, if you look at the picture, you can see the the pieces of plywood and you can kind of gauge how tall it was by using that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, nah, that thing, uh, I wouldn't do it again. But we're going to, we will do some sort of something like that in a video we're going to let out here soon. Uh, oh. uh, Nate Wessel's helping me out with uh, some nitro physics on trying to get something like that done that I don't want to speak about yet. Oh, nice. Oh, well, I'll keep my eyes peeled for that one. That sounds good. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, you're riding nitro tours as well. You, you're not just uh, getting around on the 110s. You're not just riding motocross tracks, but you're also on Nitro. Yeah, I rode uh, half the tour, and it, there was just some budget issues or and whatnot that did that. And that's okay because I just have other projects I'd rather work on too, so it kind of all worked out. Yeah. But Nitro Tour is definitely fun. Uh, got some old guys, and they're just – I guess they try to bring a new kid on just to – brighten everybody's day and maybe you know <laughs> give them some crap but. yeah what's it like riding with the old guys then like i'm guessing you're talking adam jones javier viegas and who else is on there sheeny uh, sheeny's sometimes on they brought bink on and it's just kind of like trying to give everybody a little bit of the taste of the nitro lifestyle um spread the spread the love a little bit they brought talk on and uh, I think Wanky and Twitch were supposed to do one, but I'm not sure what happened with that. Same thing with Axel. And then, um, yeah, but no, we got uh, Cassie Boone, and she's been killing it. I had heard her name, like, very vaguely prior to tour, but she she's a rapper. She definitely holds her holds her worth. Oh, that's good to hear. I've, I've been watching her for a couple of years now, and uh, it's cool to see her just progressing and then i saw her on the tour i was like oh here we go like that's that's where it should be so no that's that's really cool and on the tour you are not just hitting the regular ramp there there's the next gen ramp uh there's the moon booter what's that like to swap between those three jumps i mean that kind of goes back to my background where i like i've rode everything my whole life i mean to bmx to skateboarding when i was younger but like i just kind of look at it as i just i don't think about it too much how about that i think that's the easiest way to put it i'm just yeah. doing it it not to take away anything from it the moon bitters uh that's something in its own category and levi's ramps literally next level yeah and uh i don't know levi's ramps real fun though because you're, you're up i think we push it up two feet maybe a foot and a half and it's a foot and a half taller but for flips and even upright really? 
really fun. What are y'all still hitting it like regular seventy five? Are y'all pushing it back further? Wow. Okay. So, so you're just making it even bigger than what was generally planned. Well, what does Levi usually set it at? I think it's seventy five, and sitting there seventy five. Yeah, no, no, we push it a foot and a half in from 75. We're, we're oh, in from 75. Okay, yeah, sorry. So you're like 73-ish. Yeah, and i seen uh, the Freestyle Kings Tour. I don't know if they have a taller landing or if they're doing it to standard landing, but Bag Jump built a landing just for that tour that blows up in three stages. So it's got yeah. three different chambers, which I wish we could go back with Levi two feet from 75 just to have that extra time just to play with. Yeah. So the 70, 73 is just not enough. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot, but it would be fun if it was back, definitely. I mean, I've hit 75-foot ramps at like 90 just to play with it. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, I, yeah, like, uh, I think like, the let's say the American ramp or a nine meter radius at 85, yeah, probably 90 foot. Like, I just, I love those little bit longer ramps. And being a bit more on the gas, that was way more fun for me. Going slow is it's good, like it's easier for tricks. But um, I did like kind of just uh, off the yeah. ramp. But I never, I never got to jump the the next gen ramp. I never jumped Levi's, um, so I don't know what that one feels like. Um, but what's what kind of tricks are you throwing off? Like basically exactly the same thing, but you're holding it longer? Or do you have a few different ones that you mix up? Yeah, no, just like you said, like you can hold them way longer. But combos, I'm coming back to the upright. You know, oh, trying to bring the upright scene back. Nice. So, so fuck, guys like Dane Kinnaird getting back on a bike now, like he was the combo king 20 years ago. Like that would be just the ramp for him. Yeah, definitely. It you have that extra time, but you don't have to push your distance, and you're you're traveling further up than you are out, so yeah. you kind of lose the the forward momentum a little bit, I guess, because you're yeah. you're traveling higher up. Like okay. your curve would be different than trying to combo seventy five because you're traveling forward more yep. than you're traveling up. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's cool. So, what are you, what are your favorite tricks on it then? Just if I can ask. Oh, uh, I started doing knack knacks to like a whip switchblade. It was super weird, and it doesn't work huh. all the time. And if the stabilizer isn't clicked in, I can't bring it back. I've I've tried, but and then a uh, sidewinder to cliffhanger is hard. I've tried uh, sidewinder to cliffhanger. Nice. I've done that one. Um. I think I tried to do Shaolin to super seat, but the just I'm playing with a mid show too. <laughs> really, just he'll, just going for it in the show. Yeah, hill clicker to to super seats pretty easy, but without flip levers, I can't get the Shaolin to pop back and then be able to push. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I wouldn't even be bothering with Shaolins personally too damn hard for the old man but uh yeah i wish i was young actually just quickly how old are you i'm 20 oh man yeah you've got yeah you can bend and stretch and go in all different directions for a lot lot longer yet in saying that i mean adam jones is still the the dead body backflip king so i guess it's it's always going to be possible uh if you do it actually what's it like riding with adam 
just uh I mean, I think he's definitely slowed down from his younger days, but I mean, just he's he's a great guy, and then within everybody in Nitro, I mean, Bilko slowed down too from the yeah. you know what he used to be, but I don't know. I think that's what's nice bringing in me as a younger person, just to maybe bring back some of the you know happy go lucky days in him. Oh man, no, that's cool. That's. That's the best part about like shows like that. You can have the old guys, you can have the ones who are like on top of the world. You can have young guys like yourself ripping and everyone just has a ball and you can see that in a nitro show as well. Like you can tell when everyone's having a good time. Yeah, and speaking about like the older guys, the airbag and I've spoke about this to a couple people is the airbag's really stretch going to stretch people's careers out. And I think definitely for us younger guys is going to take a lot of the risk out. I bet you've had the same conversation, but oh, if yeah. you go ride a dirt landing versus you ride an airbag, you know, you're going to feel good. You know, you aren't going to be hurting afterwards for sure. That's it. Yeah. I, uh, I was always, I was always against airbags for a very long time. Even, even after I crashed my brains out and had my last ever jump, I still like I still didn't like airbags. It was probably like two years after I retired pretty much and I was like, Yeah, if that show was not a hunk of steel and timber that I landed on and it was a flat landing too. I was like, if that was an airbag, I would have got up and I probably would have had to bend, you know, chuck the bent handlebars away and probably put on a new set. But I would have probably rode the next day, not be wiped out. Like, and I was thinking about that, like talking to guys, like there's a, there's a guy over here. I don't know if you know the name, Massimo, Massimo Bianconcini uh, in Italy. And I think he's something like 41, 43, something like that. And he's loving it. He's like, I can probably ride until I'm 55. And he probably will. Like, the dude's actually still riding sick. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it'll it'll extend guys out longer, which is cool. But um, hopefully guys like yourself, like, if you're young and wanting to push it, you don't have to stress about breaking bones like even just to train at home, like even just to make training at home would be so much better, let alone going to an event. Um, I don't know if you've got an airbag at home, but, or if that's something in the future for you, but, oh, I'd be, I'd be all about that. Yeah. Now I got a buddy with one that he leaves it over here all the time, but uh bag jump sending me a uh, pit bike bag. So we can uh, try and maybe do some different stuff. Maybe copy some tricks that have been done on a big bike. And nice. uh, um, I don't know. We got we got some video projects we're cooking up and trying not to give away too much. Man, oh, it sounds like you guys are gonna be just fucking having a ball of fun there. So you're you said you're doing you you were skating before as well. Um, am I right? Did I see you even riding BMX or mountain bike at Nitro as well? Yeah, yeah. No, I rode a uh, BMX for a while before I came back to riding moto i guess the easiest way to to explain it would go from the get-go i've been riding motorcycles since i was two and a half i think i started riding at like 18 months old damn um like four wheelers and then you know 
I think my parents left me at home once and I figured out how to take the <laughs> pegs off the P dub. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. No, sorry, my mom came in here to see what I was doing. Uh uh-huh. G'day mom. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, so uh took the the training wheels off the PW and kinda figured out how to ride by myself and then it was 50s and we didn't really know too much about the sport I'm, nobody in my family came from it it was just kind of you know something we came across yeah and then rode and raced and all that blah 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 and fast forward a couple of years i was racing arena cross on 85s and then oh nice i met alessi michael alessi and that whole family good i mean they were always good to me yeah and we were they wanted me to race supercross and all that and we, so we did the training and all that and it just wasn't for me and yeah I stepped back, went and rode BMX, and uh, got hooked up within Colt Crew, which is a big BMX company over here, and did that for a little bit, rode a couple of Vans contests. I mean... Oh, um, wow. Then we moved back out here to to uh, our farm, and we've been here for like five years now, so I've been riding again since pretty much then, and I think I've only been riding freestyle for like four years now. Damn. Okay, there's there is a lot of history there then. Like just switching up whatever you're on, anything yeah. that you're on. I had a deal to race Supercross and I would I would be racing Supercross now if it wasn't for me stepping away from it. I I was pretty decently quick back then, but it just it wasn't where my heart is. For some yeah. reason I like going fast on pit bikes, I guess. Yeah. I mean that yeah, and that's that's a whole different animal uh to be racing and and going for supercross like that is just full commitment um which i'm sure you'd be up for if you wanted to but i'm guessing that'd just be such a different life to live yeah i think we're gonna uh race the amateur national next year on a vintage bike like oh nice (laughs) cool we're we're looking at a uh i think it's a 97 uh, KX250, or we're gonna race a uh, KDX200. If you've ever oh, I I wanted a KDX200 when I was on uh, our farm, like when I was about fifteen. Uh, I was I wanted to get either a DT200 or a KDX200, and my dad just wouldn't let me. So in the end, he got me a DT175, and that is not the same. Like one's an ag bike, and one's like trying to be an enduro motocross bike and yeah i got the shit one so yeah so kdx 200 that'd be sweet yeah that i got one for like i think i bought it for like 500 bucks from some guy didn't know nothing about it didn't run just been sitting in their barn thing like it still looks pretty pretty crisp for as old as it is it's it's oh two but i mean i've jumped 75 on it too i mean i have my favorite bike no way i have you have you got any pictures up of that or any videos uh there's a video of me yeah but i i don't think i have any pictures oh man i'd love to see that oh the big old kdx 200 flying though that's cool yeah i uh like i said i don't really try and get on my phone too much so i really don't take too many pictures are too much unless it's really something <laughs> to talk about. That's, that's something for me. <laughs> but no, I, I get it for sure. Um, I'll yeah, get you uh, one over though. It's, it's, it still looks really good. The frame's a little 
torn up from like where boots would scrub on it, but that's about it. Man, put on frame guards if you have to, if you're worried about the looks. Or now I wish it was a little bit more beat up. Yeah, just I'd love to make it look a bit more legit. (laughs) Yeah, not like it's been sitting, you know, in a storage unit for who knows how long. Yeah. Oh, sweet man. So wow, into into motocross as well. Fuck, that'll be all right. So then next year. What's what's the plan? You you said before you're thinking about quarter pipe. Yeah, I'd love to do quarter pipe, and I've been trying to dabble into all that, but we're trying to figure out how to keep a uh, keep me on a two stroke. So I heard that there or uh, Larry Linkogel did it on a like a CR five hundred, and that's how he had the torque to do it. Oh wow! Until I hit the quarter pipe, I won't know. I've Hit them on pit bike. So X Games last year was the first time I'd even touched a quarter pipe. Yeah. But now this year, me and Axel, we were probably like, I don't know, 16, 17 feet out of it. We were we were definitely up there. Man, that's nuts. That is so nuts. And like even, like, what did they get to this year? I can't remember. 49. Yeah, 50. Like, 50 yeah. Right there at 50. Yeah. Like, fuck. And thinking about like the last couple of years where they were kind of 20s and 30s and whatever that was big and then this year just looked huge um man it'd be sick to see a two-stroke flying up there yeah i think it's just i think it's very late to step in but now watching navas that i mean that kid's a ripper and he, he just a great guy i i spoke to him a good bit while we were there and definitely made friends with him but that kid rips and he definitely made his point when he went there i think he wished he would have done a little bit better but i think it was definitely that just good for him to get his foot in the door and that just be the first step absolutely and especially like because he spent like what a year two years three years whatever i think two years since he built that ramp specifically for quarter pipe and just smashing it and I think, like, to get your invite, you also – you don't want to screw up. Like, that's happened before and it doesn't end well and then everyone feels a bit salty about putting somebody's name forward. But he took that bull by the horns and he he rode so good and, and just looked like he'd done it for years. Like, that was, that was just normal for him, so – yeah, I mean it's, but it's a new sport as well. Like it's only been around for a few years, so you're not that far behind. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I do. I, the only reason I really like it is just there is. It's like step up. There is exactly. no say. But now there's no bar to hit. So now we're just going off of lasers and all this. I mean, they have the video played over it where you can see, but there was no transponder in it this year. They were just shooting with laser. Oh, was it only laser? Okay. But I did like that the prior years that they had uh, transponders in them or whatever they were using because you could watch on the mega quarter behind it how high they actually went. Ah, okay. That's cool. That is cool. Oh. Well, either way. Well, actually, you said just before about the two-stroke, like that you wanted to stay on that. What's what's the reasoning that you want to stick with the two-banger? Oh, I'll just... I love carburetors. Uh-huh. I, just love, I just love two strokes and definitely just trying to keep it 
old school. Yeah. I mean, I've ridden four fifties and I can ride them. I mean, but just the two strokes is just where my heart's at. I just love the smell of race fuel. How about that? Mate, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Um, same. I love my two stroke, love my KTM. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll ride a 450. I did it, but yeah, I just love the two banger. But um, I'm guessing then uh, <laughs> when, when you're talking about carburetors and race fuel, quick, quick side question. Uh, what do you think about electric bikes then? Uh, I mean, that's a conversation that could go on for a while. I mean, that's like electric cars. I think it's, it, it's like having a gas or like a nitro RC car to a electric RC car. Yeah. The, I, the electric can deliver the power instantly and yeah you can make your torque curve whatever you want it's a lot I'm, i haven't really dabbled with tuning in motorcycles but i've like dabbled in tuning in vehicles and on those it's harder to move the torque curve but on electric bike you want all at once cool if you want it all at the end all right there you go it can be mellow as you want but whenever it gets to that point where the rpm is where it wants it'll just yeah. give it so hmm. i think it's interesting I definitely like wouldn't turn my nose again. I mean, I'm, I'm open to anything. I yeah. never get, usually go against one or another. Like, I guess you could use politics as a, as yeah. a reference. Like, you know, you do what you want. Cool. Yeah. Just don't, you know, uh, interfere with what I've got going. Yeah. Fair, fair answer. No, I was just quite interested because, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool to hear like a young dude who's still pumped on two bangers and you know because like it's just i mean i'm from a completely different generation now to you like i came from two strokes and when four strokes first came out and then like everyone was shitting on them and then everybody got on them and then nobody was left on two strokes and it's just kind of cool to see there's still still young guys that are into them yeah, but I mean, like, definitely, like, the electric stuff could be cool. I've ridden uh, two. I rode, uh, I haven't ridden the Alta, but I've ridden, uh, I think, one of those Surons is what they're called and all that. But I did ride somebody who built an 85 with an electric motor in the actual crankcase. So, oh. it, so he had a tra- so he had, still had a transmission and a clutch, but the response wasn't right in it. Okay. Anyway, but if, I mean, if you go look at the Nitro Rallycross, they just brought in the e-cars, and those things are nuts. They're they're taking a step away from the gas, but I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't think I drive an electric car ever on the road. Yeah, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go taking your Tesla up to to go buy your um. I don't know your chai with. I don't know, some sort of special milk. I don't, I don't even know where I was going. Yeah, you're not, you're not doing that fancy pants stuff. I don't. I mean, I don't think you guys have it over there, but Starbucks over here is what I compare to what you're saying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, that. I mean, they're everywhere. But uh, you said before as well, actually, about rally. Speaking of, um, so you're thinking of getting into rally as well? Yeah, I I have a, a sim rig, so. I'm always on that thing. If I just get bored like at 3 a.m. or whatever, I don't sleep very much. I sleep probably like four hours, five hours at most. most yeah, right. So I'll just sit on there and grind. And I mean, I can, I just, 
it's a whole nother avenue of just fun in motorsports. So like I love drifting. And then after the drift, I was like, okay, well, I seen like the rally stuff coming back up. And I was like, okay, well this, the rally cross looks awesome. It looks like drifting and jumping and it's everything. It's like a dirt bike with yeah. jump. You're in a drift car in the turns, but your four wheel drive, which I haven't dabbled in four wheel drive other than video games. But I think it's definitely going to be interesting. Hopefully I can get a black rifle stoked and we can get into that so what would you be thinking then like to get the the proper real deal car or would you try and build your own uh i'd probably just have somebody build it just yeah. to what respects it is because i imagine there are there's just some already sent that's the same thing like i wanted to race side by sides and i was like i could either buy a side by side and spend a shitload more money to build it or i could go get one that's already been you know, made and raced and proven. Yeah. Fair call. Like, come into like grassroots stuff. Like I'll build my own stuff, but I'm definitely not at the, at the stage of that those guys are in building cars. I, yeah. I'm just there for fun. And yeah. Breaks are breaks, but not when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it won't feel as fun when it breaks because of your welding or something You're like, ah, oh, fuck, I could have, I could have done good in this race or something, then it just broke. Um, yeah, right. So getting into rally, getting in the side-by-sides, that's an interesting one because that it doesn't seem overly huge around the world that I've seen, but it seems to be quite big over there in America. Like, are you in the middle of that kind of thing there, that scene? Uh, no, not really. Like you said, it's just kind of all scattered around. There's a lot more of it over on the West Coast of the United States. But uh, I don't know. I just I think it'd just be the next thing. So you just got. If I do all these things all at once, I'm not going to get burnt out all at once. Because most of the people who rode freestyle or raced or skated or rode bicycles or whatever, if you drove RC cars every day or you yeah whatever, you're going to get burnt out of it absolutely if you do all these things it just it keeps it fresh and fun that's Mate. all I, i'm doing, trying to do but i'm trying not to break the bank at the same time yeah well that that's the tough part you're you're playing with big boys toys um and they don't come cheaply so yeah and when, when you when you're delving into all of them <laughs> oh man yeah i wouldn't want to see the yeah the repair bills when you're just sitting on oh geez i got to rebuild the bike got to yeah go buy a whole bunch of pit bike parts rally cars buddy in the shop to get done yeah that that'd start to rack up a little bit yeah the only way i think i could ever get into rally is if i got somebody to back me there's no way i i definitely don't have the pogs for that i can i can i can do a side by side but definitely not a rally car that you're beating on every weekend fair enough so Speaking of Travis before and him with Nitro Rally and all that sort of stuff, like, do you get a chance to go over there and, and do a bit of driving with him? Like, you kind of sound like you're saying all this, the same things as what Travis does. Like, Travis dips his toe in everything, and you're very much saying the same things. I mean, no, I haven't got to drive a Travis. I haven't even gotten in the side-by-side with him. I don't know why I haven't yet, but for some reason, I just never end up getting in it with him. But I've watched him, and it just it looks so fun. It 
and like I said, it's just something else that's new. Like I've done grassroots drift stuff. Like I put LS motors in like a 240 and drove it. And that was like kind of how I got into the whole thing. And then I was like the video games. The only video games I play is if I sit in a simulator. But the yeah. thing is, I mean, it's, it's, it's different than going playing like Grand Theft Auto or something that's just for fun. Like that stuff's it's, I guess, usable. Yeah. It'd be like going and working out. You're training your body and you're training your mental. Uh, kind of like your reflexes and everything. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, no. Uh, oh, no, definitely. I mean, I've watched Travis my whole life and that was great the first time I ever got to go over there. Uh, you remember when Harry Bing was doing the bowl cut thing? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we could ever forget that. So they had made like the Bowl Cut Academy and it was just like a joke and he invited, like, you know, if you made a good video, you came over. And I don't think he thought anything of it because he always thought I got in through this pit bike race at Pleasure Valley that Jeff Cernick has. Oh, yeah, yep. So he, I don't think until like a year ago, he didn't like, it didn't click in his head and he was like, so I always thought you got in through the pit bike race. I was like, no, I cut my hair and made a stupid video and that's how I came about. And I'm the really the <laughs> only one that's stuck around after that. That's cool. That's cool. And what's it like turning up there? Like, do you get to ride there much? Because you said you're only four hours away. Like, do you go there for training or riding of any description? Or is it just kind of for those big events that he does? Uh, mostly the big events. But, yeah, now I, I can go up there fairly often. Just uh, everybody's on tour. And then when they're off tour and Duff was hurt, or like Greg Duffy was hurt, so there wasn't really – too much to ride around and Travis is so busy so he's not around so it I mean the, all the locals are cool but it just I want you know most of the time I can go up there and ride pit bikes I guess and yeah. it seems like everybody rides pit bikes it's hard to get anybody to touch a big bike most of the time wow I think I've completely underestimated the pit bike scene I think I've com- I I don't mind it um I never really got into it but I think I've underestimated how big it is. So there was one thing I did like that X Games and Travis and all these other guys. I'll just use X Games for an example. Yeah. I go to, well, I'll just say, I guess, Nitro shows. I go to Nitro shows and everybody's like, oh, I remember when I had me one of them XR 70s. I didn't want the back but I want on purpose. I mean, but that's the thing. Everybody has like at least a mini bike or one of those little, like, you know, you go get a Coleman, like a girl company makes like a little, uh, whatever they call them. What, they're just like little scooters, but have like dirt. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's very, I think it's accessible and it's a little bit more understanding for the general public. They're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, I wouldn't even jump this little bike. But when you have a big bike, they can't really compare it to anything, you know, they, unless they've done it. That's true. That's true. So yeah. as much as people talk crap about it, I think it could, you know, maybe like, oh, a kid wants to go, oh, well, I can ride 110s and you know, maybe make something of it. I mean, it, but then again, it's all for fun. I know I say that a lot, but in my head, I do everything. For fun. I mean, yes, money does become a part into it and your well-being, but if it's not for fun, why did you even start riding? That's the question I ask everybody. There you fucking go. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Mate, that's that's exactly it. Why, why do you even start it if you're not having fun? 
Yeah. Well done, man. I'm impressed. I, I kind of feel like after watching X Games and and I was a little bit dubious uh, when I first saw it come in two, uh, yeah, last year. And uh, not that I was hating on it, but I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming actually. Like, what are you, what are you going to do in it? And I think in a way, like, I mean, this is also, this is a completely different conversation for a whole other day um, that there's no crowd at Axel's house. But I kind of feel like if it was, if there was a little bit more atmosphere going into the fifth, oh, sorry, fifties <laughs> into the one tens, um, I don't know. Like it, it kind of feels like you'd get a bit more of that fun vibe out of it at the moment. You can see the, you guys riding around You're like, yep, that was pretty cool. But then the camera pans off and it just goes straight on to the next guy to ride and kind of the, the, it's not showing the fun aspect as much as I kind of expected. That was kind of where I was getting at on that one. But Travis's oh, event, Travis's event looks fun. Like that, I was like, fuck yeah, that, I, I mean, like, where, where, where do I sign up? I guess, I mean, that that's also where it goes to the back in the day where they had like Camel Supercross. They had a, a cigarette company sponsoring the event now it's just energy drinks which yeah i guess it's all addictive in a sense <laughs> oh yeah but yeah it's just i mean it's always a great atmosphere at travis's even when you know there's nobody there i mean you just walk in the shop it's just history i guess and you can yeah. walk back to the back and you just see like you can be like oh that happened there all this happened there i mean it's definitely cool but i wouldn't say it's hit me like it it should have i yeah I mean, I went there and I really didn't say much to him. I was like, hey, thanks for inviting me. And I just treated it as it was the only time I was ever going to get to go. And all, I've seen a lot of people go in and out of there. And I wouldn't say, I shouldn't say a lot, but I've seen people go in there and like try and like, you know, maybe kiss his ass or sweet talk and whatever you want to say. But like, you know, <laughs> trying to make their way in. I just went there as it was the only time I was ever going to get to go. And I was just grateful and just wanted to have a good time. I rode from sun up to sundown. Yeah, fuck yeah. I would too. Just ride just yeah until you can't ride anymore but all right thanks man but yeah and travis's famous words i've heard dusty say it too if you want to become a part of nitro you you better be willing to give it your all and i've learned that the hard and the good way <laughs> so what's what's the hardest way would it be that loop-de-loop -loop or was there is there a harder way I mean, I'm always up to do new stuff. What's next? So the loop-de-loop -loop was just something that I brought up to Travis. I never, he never gave me an answer about it. But I was like, I want to do the loop-de-loop. -loop. I know you guys got one. And he never said anything. And I think it was just maybe a kind of surprise to me because he was, you'd heard I'd said it and nobody looked at it. Nobody was like, oh, I'm going to do that. So in, in my eyes, I was like, well, you guys brought it here all the way from California. Like somebody's got to hit it. So I guess I'm up. Oh, so at that point, nobody had to hit it while it was sitting there. At nobody, nobody touched it. Huh. Okay. That's I mean, cool. That, that was the world's first loop-de-loop -loop on a motorcycle, dirt bike, whatever. And I've been thinking about doing it on a full-size bike because it made a little bit more sense to me. But it was presented to me right there. And I just kind of was like, oh, I, I said I wanted to do it. So 
time to do it. That's the thing. Do not say something at Travis's house if you're not going to back it. Oh, it's, it's yeah. Gonna, you're going to do it. Oh. Yeah, I think I'd actually get a little bit nervous, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I don't really want to say what I'm going to do until I've done it but I'd really try and keep my mouth shut if I was there. <laughs> I really wouldn't want to get roped into doing something I'm like 50-50 on um, and like, oh, crap, I'm I'm going for this now? Yeah, like I was riding a skate park on my uh, pit bike and I was like, oh, I want to jump the mega on it. And I'd seen Dusty try it like years ago when they were first built it and like overshot it, landed flat, somehow bounced up on his feet. I don't know, that guy's a... Uh, so that's like a superhuman or something maybe i don't know but that's what i was thinking yeah yeah so, no you're good no go go for it sorry go for it no no i was just i was just sitting there and and hubert was like did you just hit the hit that and i was like yeah he says well did you flip it i was like no he's like why don't you and i was like oh that's a good <laughs> point why not and so i just went over there and flipped it. And that thing's probably like 60 foot it, it your that's third gear tapped it looks big i mean i've jumped 75 on a stock pit bike with like a quarter mile run up i had to give it's everything it had oh wow man that's impressive hey actually uh did you ever see the video of kane saul trying to flip 75 in shuey's foam pit it's like 20 year old video and he came up 10 feet short Landed at the front of the foam pit. I don't know. Did you ever see that one? No, no, I'm not. Oh, that was a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, that poor little pity just did not have the steam to get over it, and he just smashed the rail at the front of the foam pit. How he survived, I do not know. But, yeah, so you've hit 75 on a stocker? Is that what you just said? It was bones. It had handlebars on it. I didn't have foot pegs. I didn't Far have suspension out. on it. I mean, I got all that stuff now, luckily. I mean, uh, Faster Minis hooked me up, and so did uh, Kinetic and uh, Matter Minis out of Australia. Those guys are awesome. They they offered me to drive a heat when I go over there, so I think I had to make a trip to Australia now. I have to. <laughs> Definitely. Hell yeah. Well, you're going to have to buy one and put it in a shipping container and send it back. Yeah, I've done a lot of research on that, and it's stupid expensive. Is Even it? for parts, parts one. I mean, that's what everybody's trying to do with GTRs. They can't get – like, they're getting them over here, but it's stupid expensive. Yeah. Nah, that doesn't surprise me at the moment. Man, so if anybody's trying to get into pit bikes, because now you're making me really excited, and I'm not just speaking shit here now. Like, I, you, I'm actually a little bit pumped on it. Where do I start now? Like, what, what's kind of uh, what's kind of the setup for you guys? Because – before, like I said, my wife, we bought her a TTR 50 and it was just fully worked with everything from, uh, I can't even remember, what is it? Yamaha's? Uh, GYTR? GYTR, yeah, exactly. So it was all pimped out and and it was looking good until it was crushed by a bulldozer. But what's what's the setup these days? I mean, you can do it on a stock pit bike. I read, I've ridden like bone stock ones, the stock handlebars and that's the thing i'll hop on anything i i mean not to get off topic like i rode the big hill jam i was supposed to ride two stroke i ended up riding seven bikes and i only hit the ramp like 
maybe 20 <laughs> times. And that was for a whip contest. And I ended up on Stank Dogs 450. I'm like, I've ridden the 450 and who knows how long. And ended up doing all that. But just <laughs> that's the thing. That's why I always go, it always goes back to having fun. Yeah. I don't care what I'm riding as long as, as it moves. But you don't need much to do it. I mean, you could go build a one, uh, like a ramp out of just scrap. I mean, I built ones out of pallets out of like, you know, just goofing around. I mean, go look at Cole Denny. I mean, he, his setup, oh. he, I don't even think he has a real ramp at his place. He has a 75 he built out of just two by sixes and just lumber he had laying around. And I that, he, that guy's dedicated, but you I can do it at anything. Man, I thought he just jumped onto roofs and jumped off of houses. No, no. He, they, Cole Denny's <laughs> a great guy, but that that's, I guess that's a great guy to base it off of. He builds ramps out of anything. I mean, you can go get your cooler from, you know, that your that your mom's and go put a two by four on it and you could jump. Go and huck you. What was, what was it? Yeah, they put a cooler under it and then they hucked a Harley or something. Like Yeah, I know. Fucking hell. Like that it's just so fun to see that. So funny to see it. Um and that's what it's all about. Like that's just what it's all about. So man, I I'm gonna have to get rocking and rolling. It was only a short one today, unfortunately, but I'm so stoked we finally got to catch up um, after I mean, what have, we've been talking for over a year now. And uh, two X Games later, we finally got you on for an interview. Yep, just trying. It's crazy. I mean, I'm known for pit bikes. And that's definitely something I didn't see coming. <laughs> yeah. After what you've told me, I'm very surprised. Like, you just... The, the jack of all trades and uh that sounds awesome man I, I love to hear that you're just having fun you're only 20 years old having fun and trying everything keep it up do not stop because when you're old uh and i'm only 38 this year like i'm not that old but uh it does it's come big... does come fast so keep at it <laughs> yeah, it's a big social media world if i were to put more up people would know more about my life but i mean there it goes to prove that my reasoning proves itself exactly and that yeah i i i kind of agree with you on that one before we wrap this up um yeah i i was very much and i still i hate social media uh i do it because i feel like i have to for the job that i do but i hate it like and i kind of to be relevant yeah exactly and in but in one way there's one thing i really do like with social media and that is i let's say on facebook in particular like it'll show 10 years ago some photos and you're like fuck that's right i i, I didn't even think i was in that town or i don't even i forgot i was even riding there and then i see this photo i'm like oh that's sweet but actually more that you get some just get some photos and get some videos and then something to look back on later. Like at the time, I don't care. Like I'm riding and if somebody had a photo, sweet, but I wasn't bringing a photographer with me. Um, I, I did actually, I asked my wife if she could learn how to do some video editing because we were doing a lot of traveling and we're like, it would have been cool to get some video of where we were, but we were both not into it. Like I hate video editing. I hate photo editing. I, I just hate it. Um, so I never did it. And it sounds like you're just taking the right way. In a sense, 
you're just riding and having fun. Yeah. So. I've, never, I've seen kids sit on their phones all like they'll they'll get off their bike and then they'll go to the truck and take their helmet off. And they'll pick their phone up first thing. Like there's nothing on that. I mean, unless somebody's calling for like some like urgent reason that there's no point to pick that phone up you're talking to how many people on the internet all at once and you gotta keep your snapchat sh- uh, score streak thing <laughs> up or whatever that's i'm just it. it's not me but when i do go on the internet i post something i want to put something up that's maybe gonna stoke somebody out to go ride or do or do whatever if you want to whatever as long as it like stoke somebody out that's what's up that's, that's all sweet. it's about that's all that exactly funnily enough i was just talking to uh uh i think it was like my dad's one of my dad's best friends back home in australia so i'm like i said i'm over here in germany uh, and i i rang him today and he's 70 years old and i rang him on facebook messenger and he's like gee bloody hell how did you call me on this i'm like you just press that phone button it's it's just the same as like making a phone call well i'll be buggered gee i who would have bloody thought you'd be able to call on this facebook thing dad gee and i just laughed i'm like man you've got the life like i i wish i could go back to that so i mean i've heard people like go ask for somebody's phone number and they're like oh no do you mean my snapchat i'm like (laughs) no i mean your your phone phone number that way i can you know awesome man well thank you so much thank you so much for jumping on thanks for your time um i really hope uh everybody who does listen to this well you probably listen to it on your phone so put your phone down go outside and go ride something by the sounds of it because uh you've got me pumped i i've gotten into i'm about to go buy uh, a new e-bicycle on doctor's orders of course because uh the poor old hip can't do too much without it but i started riding one and i'm getting pumped i'm like oh i need to go i've got to go buy myself like just an old kind of cruiser i want to get one of them over here and do that up um talking to you now i'm like i'm gonna have to get a pity i'm I'm just gonna have to do it so uh thank you so much you you get me excited again and uh, i hope that's the same for everybody else listening well, I hope whoever's listening to this on their telephone is uh, going to ride somewhere or do something and not just sitting on their phone. Bloody legend. Also, man, we'll catch up again, I'm sure, very, very soon. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I loved hearing the positivity in this guy. I think we'll be hearing this name for a long time time to come if you want to hit up banks like he said he's not on social much but i'm sure you can catch him on instagram occasionally and i'll put a link in the show notes of how to find him if you've got any questions about the podcast or if you want to know any more on your favorite writers hit me up wherever you are instagram facebook youtube wherever and you can basically find writers lounge podcast on all of those platforms and more and who else do you want to hear from next? Let me know. You can also check out RidersLoungePodcast.com for the new ramp plans, which have been supplied by some of the best in the business who design them, like the double flip ramp, the standard 8 meter or 9 meter radius ramps, the next gen by Levi Sherwood, or even quarter pipes and those rocker systems for the old cheap front flips, or maybe you want to go for that uh, front flare. 
on the rocker system as well on the quarter pipe. If the ramps you're specifically looking for aren't there yet, they will be very, very soon. So keep your eyes out. I've got a whole bunch of plans and I'm continually uploading them. All right, thanks very much to everybody who's listening. And also, if you share it with your friends who love Moto, that will be a huge help for the podcast and spread the word of FMX because really, that's the only reason I'm here. Love the sport. And I'm guessing that's a pretty good reason why you're listening as well. Thanks again to Rothouse as well for keeping me going as I barely come up for breath on this one, but enough to refresh myself with a good tannin zap for alcohol-free beer from the German brewing powerhouse. See you later.